Welcome to the fourth episode of the Southern Homesteading Podcast. I'm Chuck. And I'm Barbie. And we are... Oh, that was Nico. We didn't introduce him. In this episode, it's Homestead Hounds Meet the Woo-Woos. So let's talk about dogs on a homestead. Why would somebody want to have dogs on a homestead? Besides having pets. Right? Anybody can have a pet. But as we mentioned before, the only time you have... The, sorry, the only thing that we have on the property is something that either is functional or edible or has a purpose. And even our dogs have a purpose. What are some... They're mostly their pets. They're not mostly pets. They do other things. They do. They do. So, so the two reasons we can think of why you'd want to have a dog on the homestead is for livestock purposes or protection. And our dogs do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um... So, for as far as livestock dogs, you know, you use them to protect your, uh, our birds from predators, which they do. Well, and ours are kind of a different variety of livestock dog. Most people think livestock dogs, they think a dog who lives outside with the livestock, and ours don't do that. True. True, they don't. And But they do protect them. They absolutely do. He and kind of thinks he's a rooster. <laughs> yeah, that he does. And he also helps us round up the goats and the cow and, mm-hmm. and other stuff. Although he's not perfect with that yet, he's, but he does. His herding is getting better. It is getting better. It is getting absolutely better. But the main reason why we have dogs is for protection. Because mm-hmm. I'm not scary enough by myself. So <laughs> we need extra protection to provide uh, an adequate level of protection for my beautiful wife. And if you hear Nico's bark from the other side of the door, yeah. Yeah, funny story. I did that one time. He was sleeping and I snuck up on him in front of the house and knocked on the door. And he didn't know it was me. And I was scared to open the door. <laughs> you did make sure he knew it was you before you. Yes. Yes. So he protects the, the animals on the property. And he also protects mama on the property. Mm-hmm. And we also use their hair because German shepherds are known as shedders. Mm-hmm. They always. German lose. shepherd glitter. Yep. Everywhere. So we actually collect their hair and disperse around the property line. It helps keep deer and other animals off our property. And we we know with at least one example where we kept the bobcat off our yes. property because of us. And the reason we know is because of the dog hair is because one night we heard it making its sounds, in which we thought it was a screaming lady so we kind of went outside to see what it was and we could hear it on our side of the road getting closer and closer and mm-hmm. closer to the house and then it seemed like it was right on top of us all of a sudden it just got real quiet and then about five minutes later we heard it across the street yeah so it totally avoided our property so that's one of the reasons it's you know a lot of people don't like german shepherds because they shed so much i'm telling you we that's one of the things we love about our dog it's a pain in the neck yeah. Because you've got to sweep a lot. Sweep a lot and vacuum a lot, but it is, you know, one of the benefits of it. Another benefit is is mental health. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a scientific fact that if you pet a dog for 15 minutes, it lowers your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, ever hear a therapy dog? Hello. 
but they also, you know, they give you peace of mind. And there's, there's been times, especially recently, we'll talk about that here more in a minute, but there's been times where we would, or at least me, I can't speak for Barbie, I'll let her speak for herself, where, you know, I'm upset over something or another and just, I don't know, just going over and loving on Bubby and, yeah. and something, just, just something very like calming. that. Very uh, Very calming. Very calming. Especially when he starts giving you kisses. Which he doesn't do too often, but he does from time to time. And he just looks in big brown eyes at you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when choosing a, a houndstone dog, hound's dog, when choosing a dog for your homestead, you really need to consider the breed. Because different dogs have different breeds. And not only different dogs have different breeds. Different dogs' breeds have different traits. There we go. Got that right that time. And just because they're cute doesn't mean that's the best dog for your property. And not only do they have different traits, also you got to look at the trainability, and we'll talk more about that as well. So first thing you need to kind of do is you need to determine, okay, what do you want them to do? And when we bought our dogs, and we did buy our dogs, we didn't get them from the shelter. Not until we have anything against shelter dogs, but our two dogs we didn't. We didn't. We got them well before the homestead, so we didn't buy them with the homestead in mind. No, they were pets. They were pets before we brought them here, and then we kind of converted them into homesteading dogs. And pets. And pets. <laughs> and pets. So you know, pets with a purpose. So you got to figure out what you know what it is you want them to do. Do you want them to, you know, live outside permanently and stay with the animals, or are they actually a herding dog, herding, not hurting? In case you didn't catch that, you also need to look at training. Now everybody has different skill sets when it comes to training. Some people are really, really good at training, like my friend Paul, and then other people just absolutely are not good at training. And there's certain breeds that that you're gonna to want to choose based on your ability to train. Because, for example, we buy like a dog, I'm just trying to think of a good breed, other than German Shepherd. Mm, that's a trick question. There is no other good breed besides German <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> Oh, I can feel the hate you email coming out. you talking about a strong breed or no. cute breeds? Well, so anyways, German Shepherds, Rottweilers, and Pitbulls, and Doberman Pinschers are very, very strong breeds. And I don't mean strong in the physical sense. I mean strong as in the mental sense. Mm -hmm. And it takes a different type of person to train those. Not somebody who's who's... I say different. I don't mean better. I mean someone who's who's going to be consistent with the training, go out there and make sure that the dog understands who Alpha Dog is, and it's not. But in a loving way, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When I say make sure the other dog knows who the Alpha Dog is, I don't mean beating them. I mean yeah. there's there's other ways you can do it, like you Positive eat. I, absolutely, you eat before they eat. You make them do a command before you feed them. You, you don't go let, out the door before they. Yeah, do. there's there's lots of easy ways. There's lots of Ways that you're not beating your dog, that your dog understands that you are the alpha dog. And with those breeds I just mentioned, you absolutely positively got to let them know that you are the alpha dog. Because if you don't, they will become the alpha dog and they become even harder to train. Now, other dogs, which I don't have any experience in training, like a great Pyrenees or, or maybe another breed, maybe not have this trait. They might be easily trained. Uh, you know, another one is um, Jack Russell Terrier. It's it's not really a considered a strong breed, but they are super intelligent, mm -hmm. and they're also really good herding dogs. 
but you have, so that takes a different kind of trainer. So you also got to look at your skills. You know, how, how are you good at you at training? Have you ever trained a dog before? If you haven't, get your dog signed up and go to a canine good citizen class and take it through that process. And you kind of get the foundation for learning how to train your dogs, which will help you a long, long ways. And if you're looking for specifically a livestock guardian dog, there are reputable breeders out there who will also help help you in the training process, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And you don't necessarily have to go to a breeder. You can also get a dog from a pound. But we'll talk, we'll talk about that here in a minute. The next thing you want to talk about is you really want to look at the energy level of the animal. So we are, I mentioned Jack Russell Terrier. Those things go a million miles a minute from the time they get to the time they go to bed. And you better you better be an energetic owner, right? And then there's other dogs like greyhounds that, you know, they, they have that reputation for being couch potatoes. And yeah, they run at tracks and stuff, but they, they're more comfortable, you know, just kind of lounging around. So you got to look at your energy level as well. you got to match that energy level between you and your dog. Because if you don't keep your dog exercise, that's funny, i got a saying. I use it for kids, too. <laughs> a tired dog. Is a happy dog. Is a behaved dog. Oh, yeah. And is a happy dog. And is a happy dog as well. Absolutely. <laughs> and it works with kids as well. So, yeah, you got to make sure that you your energy level is going to also wear out the dog. But poor Nico, he hasn't get, been getting his energy um, used up lately because we have nothing but rain for the last four yeah. or five days. It's just I'm tired of the rain. Um, but you do got to take in mind you got you to gotta burn off that, that excess energy so they are at a better mental state. And speaking of kids, you've got to find an animal, too, that has a really good temperament. And it's going to work well with your kids. But Chuck, I ain't got no kids, so I don't have to worry about that. My kids are all grown up. They're out of the house. What about grandkids? Oh, what about yeah. the neighbor's kids? Oh, yeah, grandkids. Oh, yeah, there's a whole thing about being responsible for your actions. Again, yeah, so, yes, even though you may not have kids or you may not have grandkids, that does not mean necessarily that your dog won't ever be exposed to kids. No. I mean, if they're outside and a kid walks by the yard and puts their finger in through the fence, I mean, yeah. you're responsible. And what if you have a friend, right? And your friend comes over and your friend has kids, yeah. right? So, you, you know, you got to think, absolutely got to think about that, even if you don't have kids. It may be less of a concern, but you still need to make sure that they're going to be good for that. Mm-hmm. You also got to pick one that's um, good for your homesteading location. Yes. Now, this is the Southern Homesteading Podcast, so we are in the South, Zone 9B, <laughs> which means we don't get too many days of freezing temperature. So a dog with a really thick coat or a dog with a double coat may not necessarily well, be... German Shepherds do have a double coat. Right. Well, like I said, it said may not necessarily be. That's I didn't say absolutely. I don't speak in terms of yeah. absoluteness because for that very reason. Huskies have a hard time in Florida. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, but if you live in Maine or Minnesota, don't you know? Well, you know that, that might absolutely be a good yeah. brief you there. And the reason I say this is because down here, you know, if you have a dog that's got a double coat or, or thick coat, like a husky does, it'll can, it can easily become overheated. And I mean, literally quickly, especially in yeah. the summertime. Well, we had to keep an eye out with Sasha because her coat was thicker than Nico's, so... She spent a lot of time outside in her pool <laughs> to stay cool. She had her own special pool that she can go in and cool off on. And absolutely. Another you know, thing, if your dog has a lot of thick fur like that, is especially if you're going to be spending a lot of time outside, you got to watch out for insects like mm-hmm. ticks and ants and stuff like that. You know, the fire ants down here will definitely tear up a dog in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
especially if the dog likes to chase balls and you happen to throw the ball and it happens to land in a ant bed mm-hmm. because most dogs are so dedicated in getting that ball they just bite right oh, into it yeah. and, then, and then they go and then they kind of put the ball down and you kind of look at the ball like the ball bit them and it wasn't the ball ask me how i know that one <laughs> Um, but you might be able to mitigate that somewhat by keeping your dog inside at night. There's two sides of every coin. If your dog's an outside dog and he's outside running with your your animals, in the areas that your animals run, stepping in animal feces and and being, do you really want that dog coming inside? Right. Which is why ours don't go into the animals. No. So all of our animals are in a separate shelter, separate fenced off area. And the, although if we leave the gate open, yeah. they will sometimes come walking in. Then they get to have nice little foot baths before they go inside. Yes. Yes. So some of the great, some of the most common breeds that I've seen people use on homesteads, and these are by no means an all-inclusive list, Great Pyrenees. My cousin has one of those. He actually has five of them. Mm -hmm. He he doesn't have a homestead. He has a house in Texas somewhere, and he has five of them. Beautiful dogs. Uh, German Shepherds. Obviously, that fits in our category. Uh, Burmese mountain dogs, but they're really big. You better have a big shovel to clean up after them and a lot of food. And a bull mastiff. And those are just a few of them. Of course, there's also, we mentioned the, the Jack Russell Terrier. They're good yeah. at herding um, dogs. Blue healers, I've seen people use those for herding dogs before. Several, several different breeds. So now you're probably making, you know, you, if you're deciding, then you get to decide, okay, do I want a puppy or do I want a full-grown dog? I want a puppy. I, I want I want puppy kisses. I want that puppy breath puppy kissing breath. me. Puppy breath. Yes. Um, and there's advantages and disadvantages to to each one. You guys kind of decide which is going to be best for your lifestyle or best for your situation. Mm-hmm. Now, with, now, with the puppy, you know, what I would consider as an advantage and a disadvantage is lots of training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, especially in the very beginning, you know, you guys got to train them all the time. You got to be consistent with the training. They will get to a point in their lives once you got all, all their commands done that you can back off the training somewhat, but you still want to do it, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's kind of, that's a that's an, a you know, disadvantage because it takes time from your day from doing other things. But an advantage is they usually don't have any bad habits. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I'm trying to remember what was the other. Was when I, I had it in my head. It just went right out of my head. Yes. So, be, but they don't have bad habits that 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 might have come from previous owners or stuff like that. So, and they don't necessarily have ill feelings or bad feelings towards other animals. You can train them yeah. to be near a dog. Where the the dog that you picked up the pound might have been taken to the pound because they had it and it killed their chickens. You don't know that. Right. And then you bring home to your chicken. They goes, look, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Mm. Yeah, then you got more problems. Yeah. So it's a blank slate. So it's it's usually no bad habits, but you do have to create that foundation. And I mean, and I'll be the first to admit that I'm more I wasn't really good with this. I mean, I, I mean, I did a good foundation for our dogs, but I you know when you got in the homestead, I wasn't good at keeping them um, training training them often. What I mean by that is, for, so for example, uh, if you just watched our YouTube video, the one we just published, Meet the Woo Woos, um, you'll see where I take Nico through some of his commands. And I was doing, I taught my dogs in German. And, and you know, some people look at that and go, man, that dog's really well trained. And then people who train for a living look at this, that dog's not healing correctly. Right. And just so you know, 
that was the first time that I've done commands with him in probably two years. Yes. And that was the first, first time. That wasn't like, hey, let's do it a couple times, get you into practice, and then we'll turn the camera on. That was right. the first time. So the fact that he remembered it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got to work with him more often and stuff. But then, you know, that does, not only does it teach him command, it also reinforces you're the alpha dog and also helps him with behavior down the road. Right. So the other the other option would be maybe to pick up an older dog. Right. Now an older dog, the the advantage there is you may not have to train it as much. Especially if you happen to pick the dog up from another homestead. Because yeah. it may be already trained to be around animals. But if you pick up the pound I you, would be wary though if I was getting one from another homestead. Why are they getting rid of it? You know? You, I wouldn't rule it out, but I would certainly ask additional yes. questions yeah. you know why are you getting rid of this dog because yes. you know, it might be a fact where you know they had a litter of puppies and, and and you know maybe some other they had more on. than one right and, or, or, or they're looking to looking to you know decrease the amount of dogs that they have yes you know so there might there are legitimate reasons why homestead might want to get rid of a dog but i wouldn't arbitrarily just rule out it all came from the homestead i can't get that dog because there are legitimate reasons but also people lie most people, I think, would be honest, though, and tell you why. Well, you know, when it comes to dog owners, there seems to be two types of dog owners. There's the people who have dogs, and they see the dog as a convenience, and there's there's very there's some emotional attachment to a dog, but not a whole lot. Actually, maybe there's three types of dog owners. And then there's people who are who love their dogs, mm-hmm. and then there's people like us. The dogs are family members, and yeah. and you know they you know. Our dogs get treated as well as our kids, as our grandkids. So they they are family members through and through. Another thing about getting an older dog is um, you don't know what bad habits it's coming to your house with. You know, it, yes, it might be potty trained, which a puppy would not be. And you, you know, that's another contrast there for you. But um, but the dog might have had a chewing problem. Mm-hmm. Might have, you know, that might be the reason why they're getting rid of it because it's chewing everything, or it didn't get along with the cat, or you know. Whatever case would be. Yeah. And with an older dog, you may have also have health issues coming along with mm-hmm. it. You have health issues with a puppy too, but with an older dog, you might have more issues. You expect them more with the older dog. Yeah, exactly. So you know, if you have a breed that has um, a predisposition to certain things, like German Shepherds are known for hip dysplasia. Well, hip dysplasia in a puppy is different than hip dysplasia in an 11-year-old dog. Yeah. And so... You know, there's, they, they, you may have those issues going on. And then you got to ask yourself, okay, do I want a full-blooded dog or do I want a mixed breed? I want all the dogs. You want all the dogs? I do. All of the dogs? All the dogs. All the puppies. <laughs> uh, okay, so in order for you to have all the dogs, you got to give up all your goats. No. And all your chickens. No. All your, all your ducks. You didn't say that. Yes. I want it all. No. Can't. No. <laughs> no. No. And, and there's, you know, again, there's pros and cons to both, right? So with, um, you know, with a purebred dog or a full-blooded dog, you know, you know that they're they're bred for specific tasks. So, so much so that they're instinctual. Again, German Shepherds, they're known for herding dogs. And protecting. And protecting, yeah. So they, they naturally migrate right straight to that. But they also might have certain health issues that go along with that. As I already mentioned, German Shepherds are prone to... Hip dysplasia, other breeds are prone to um, back issues, kidney skin issues, issues, skin issues. Allergies. So you got to determine what is your pain level 
What are you willing to accept? Willing to accept for whatever dog? Because it, it's going to be a commitment. It's, it's a lifetime commitment. It is a lifetime commitment. And with mixed breeds, generally the, those types of issues are less. A mixed breed dog can still have be predisposition to um, allergies. <laughs> allergies. No, I wasn't going to say allergies. I was going to say um, bloat. Right. Yeah. But generally, when you give a dog that's mixed breed, it's only because humans, you know, want to have full-blooded dogs that these things usually come into play. But usually, mixed breeds that it's less of an issue. But you could still have an issue though. Mm -hmm. So we have three dogs on our homestead, and in no particular order, let's talk to you about each of those. First one is Nico. You heard him barking earlier when we first got on the podcast because he. He's an attention dog. He's yes, our he he's our nine year old dog. He is full blooded, but we don't have papers on him because yeah. the papers wasn't really. These are discount dogs. Yes, that's one of his <laughs> nicknames, the discount dog, because we got him for a hundred bucks. Um, one of Barbie's friends from school had two German shepherds, a male and a female, separated in two different cages, and as pets, they weren't breeders. And the female came in heat, so they separated them in crates. And while know, they were gone, while they were gone, and dogs being dogs, the male escaped <laughs> and got to the female, and we have our, our Nico. beautiful Nico. Our beautiful Nico, <laughs> yes. So he has lots of dis lots of nicknames. You already heard one discount dog, um, Bubby Boy. Bubby Boy, yes, we call him that. Quite a sweet boy, Bubba. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I call even the grand boys Bubba or the animals Bubba sometimes. <laughs> And, it, and, it, and when I do that, he kind of looks at me like, what, Dad? You, you, you're talking to the cow? I, sometimes I call Duke or Cow Bubba. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of just rolls off the tongue. So he's got lots of different names. He, he will answer to all of them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he has his likes. Yeah. Um, he loves to help with the animals. Yes, Because You want a happy dog? Give a dog a job. He loves having a job. Yes, he does. He does have a job. I mean, his, you know, his, that's one of his jobs, along with protection. He also loves to play chase. Yes, not not, not fetch. Not fetch. Chase. <laughs> yes, so if you throw a ball, he will chase it down, grab it, bring it back about five feet, and then lay down and chew on. Because and, he doesn't want you to have it. Yeah, he likes playing keep away. <laughs> he likes playing keep away. We also have a ring, and you probably, if you ever watch our videos, you've probably seen it in there. We have a ring from the top of a 55-gallon drum, mm -hmm. and we roll that. He'll chase that thing, and then he'll grab it, and he'll prance with it when he's got it in his mouth. So he loves to do that. He also loves to cuddle. He does. You forgot one of the biggest thing he likes to chase. Squirrels. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that you can't even say the word squirrel. No. If you say it, he starts this high-pitched bark. Let's see if we can do it. Nico, squirrel! <laughs> Point made. Okay, come here, Bubby. Good boy. Good boy. Okay, now we got to get him to quiet down. Yes. Sorry if you hear a German Shepherd breathing now. He's a little excited. He's going to hop on the chair back here. Yep. But I think his absolute most favorite thing is the Grand Boys. Is absolutely. So the Grand Boys are his favorite, but he also has a favorite Grand Boy as well. And I'm not, yeah. not going to say who it is, just on an off chance that they might be listening, but you know, yeah. all you got to do is watch him interact with the Grand Boys within five minutes. He loves can, them all. He does love them all, but there's one that's his absolute favorite. Yeah. Yes. So the next one we have is Charlie. Charlie is a 16-year-old uh, well, shepherd slash hound mix. Yes. 
and he was actually my daughter's dog. You'll see him in our videos. He's the small dog. We we got him when he was about 15 years old. My daughter um, has had him since she was a little kid, and yeah, she has two babies of her own now. And he's a senior dog with senior needs, and she couldn't deal with that and a brand spanking new baby and a two-year-old baby. Mm -hmm. So we agreed to bring him up here to the farm. And he is in was officially in retirement. He, yeah. he did not have a job other than just to make mom feel happy and, <laughs> and give mom a lovin's. My Charlie Bug. That was his nickname, Charlie Bug. His likes, he loves snap. He loves to snuggle and he loved to take naps. Well, and he loves to walk around the property yes. every morning and every evening when we yes. go out. He would yes. walk the entire property at a very slow pace, but. And he always have a smile on his yes. face when he did that too. Smiling from ear to ear. You could not, you could not, not know that dog wasn't happy. You just smile <laughs> out on his face. And I say was, because unfortunately we had to put Charlie down last week. Yes. Yes. And uh, he, eight days ago. He um he 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 had, he what was that disease he had? Oh. So if you hadn't asked me, I could have talked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate when somebody puts you on the spot like that? Vestibular. There you disease, go. So he, where he he was off balance, uh, had trouble walking, had had a head tilt, um, some neurological kind of condition. Yeah, so he he just uh, he just went downhill. Like it seemed like almost overnight, he was doing fine. He, you know, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. he just he got bad. And then I finally called my daughter and said, "You need to come up here," because I didn't think he was going to make he it through the night. Yeah, and she came up and hung up, you know, loved on her for about an hour or so. And he actually hung on to the next day and we got to the point where... He had quit uh, eating and quit drinking right. and, and couldn't go out to potty. Yeah. Yep. So, we, you know, after about 26 hours into this that event, we just made a hard decision and said it's not fair to him to yeah. have to go through that and suffer through that. So we found an emergency bed and took him over there and... He crossed the Rainbow Bridge, but that was our Charlie bug. Yep. And then the other dog that we have is Sasha. Mama Bear. Mama Bear, also known as the Princess, also known as Baby Girl. <laughs> uh, she has lots of nicknames. She's, uh, and I would let you know right out of the gate, she's also, unfortunately, we had to put her down five days before we before put down Charlie. Charlie. So we had to put two dogs down within five days of it, each other. It was not. It hasn't been a good couple of weeks here. No, it hasn't, and that's one of the reasons why you, you know, if you watched the YouTube channel, you saw the memorial to them both. But it just really affected us and drained us, and we didn't do anything, you know, for as far as media wise. Just it drained us. I mean, Sasha was. Don't get she me wrong. She was with us for eleven years. We had her since she was eight weeks old. We had her for eleven years. And it absolutely devastated us when, when we had to put her down. And we had to put her down because she had hip dysplasia. And it got to the point where she was on the max on all of her medications. And she still was in pain. And she... She was... Yeah, she, you could tell the last couple of days she was in pain. And she had started having seizures. Yep. Yep. And we had, were trying medication on that, but... Yep. So she was a full-blooded German Shepherd. She was actually a pink-papered German Shepherd, a German German yes, Shepherd. German. And uh, and so the story of how we got her is we um, I, I decided that I wanted to I, I wanted to have a Roddy, but 
where we were living at the time, I didn't think we could have a Roddy because they had the Homeowners Association. And so I said, you know what? We'll get a German Shepherd. And I had a German Shepherd when I was little, so I had always wanted another German Shepherd. So we, you know, found a breeder online and went over to the other side of Florida and picked her up and brought her home. And like I said, she's absolutely been a part of this family. She's a, she did have her Canine Good Citizen certificate. But that's when we found out that she had hip dysplasia. Yes. The, the, the end goal was I wanted to do search and rescue work with her. And so the first step is to get her canine good citizen. And then once we finish that class, the breeder, not the breeder, the trainer told us, look, before you, and we know what you want to do with her, but before you put her in the next class, mm -hmm. get her hips x-ray because I think she has hip dysplasia. So we had her x-ray. And uh, not only did she have hip dysplasia, she had severe hip dysplasia. So she, at that point, became an overpriced, overtrained couch potato. <laughs> Her job was basically to keep the couch from floating off the ground. And boy, did she well, do a great job. Well, until she was eight or nine, she, we, she went on walks. And yes. she was very active and all. Yes. But she got to where she couldn't even walk a mile without hurting for a couple of days after that. So... And then that distance kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And yeah, so, and matter of fact, you know, so she knew all of her commands in, in German, English, and hand signal. And matter of fact, she taught Nico. Well, yeah. no, Nico learned from observing her. Yes. And it's, you know, you want to freak somebody out, talk to a German Shepherd in German in public. <laughs> Is your dog a police dog? No, no, no. Is your dog a canine? <laughs> Uh, all, all dogs are canines. <clears throat> what do you mean by that? So yeah, it freaks people out. But she also did a good job in keeping Nico in line. She mm -hmm. um, she was that's how she got her name nickname Mama Bear. She was she treated him like hers. Yeah, she was like I think two when we brought Nico yeah. home. And yeah. she cleaned him and loved yep. on him and yep. corrected him. And <laughs> yep. yep, she was she was his de facto mom, and she was. Or she corrected him up until. The day before she died. Absolutely, absolutely, and she was she was a the best ambassador for the German Shepherd mm -hmm. breed. And when I say ambassador, um, a lot of people are afraid of German Shepherds just for because of TV and media, or they see you know or childhood. Yeah, exactly, trauma. exactly. So one of our friends, she was I think bit by a German Shepherd. She had a negative experience. I don't remember if she was bit, but I know it was a negative experience yeah. as a child. And then, uh, so it was before we had the homestead, and we asked her one time to watch Sasha for us. It was before we had Nico, because mm -hmm. we were going somewhere, and and so she was kind of reluctant. So we brought her over to introduce her to it, and, and she fell in love with Sasha, and yeah. I mean to the point where if I was outside walking Sasha, I was actually one time walking, taking her on one of her longer walks, and she happened to be driving by, and she saw us, so she pulled in the park, and I just said, "You come and say hi to Sasha," <laughs> you know. And then our our vet was the same way when. Um, when uh, she was like, I've always been a little bit afraid of German Shepherds, but you're, you're not the vet. No, not the vet. The, the vet. The vet, vet tech. tech. She yeah. wasn't afraid of them. She she just said ours, our our German Shepherds, especially Sasha, was one that she really liked. Right. So she's she's converted many people who were afraid of German Shepherds because she was a good ambassador to the breed. And she helped with the livestock too. Getting them up some. She she was well, more of a barrier than anything else. I was gonna say even even when she she we you know we put her in a command like a, a down command or whatever and, and create a lane, mm -hmm. and she did good, Dad. She okay, lay right here, Dad. Gotcha, I got a cover, and she'd lay there, and the goats wouldn't go past her. They didn't know that she wouldn't get up and chase them. <laughs> they just saw a big 
animal, big teeth. But uh, so her likes is she definitely loved pizza well, she, crust. She had a duck too that used to sleep beside her. I don't remember that. Lucy, Lucy and Ethel, they would come over and sleep right near where she was out in the yard. Huh. I forgot that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she her likes her. She definitely loved pizza crust. You know, if you eat pizza, she'd be right there looking at you. Yeah. She loved her pizza crust. She loved lounging in her pool. Yes. And we had a little kiddie pool for her. That we actually had to replace one of them. One of them got broke. And that's how we, one of those we dealt with the excess heat here in Florida. We would you know, put that out there for it. And, in the shade. But you, you had to keep an eye on it because if you didn't and the ducks were out, the ducks would go swimming in the pool. And then now your dog's laying in dirty yeah. duck water. So yes. you kind of watch out for that. And she definitely loved being doted on like a princess. Hence the and nickname. And she was princess. such a princess. I mean, when she'd sit on the couch, she'd sit there and her front paws, she'd have them crossed daintily. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she definitely had that air about her. Mm -hmm. And if you get on to her, she'd look at you like, I know you're not talking to me. So she was definitely a princess. Yes. And if you'd get on to her, she'd look at you like, I know you're oh, not yeah. talking to me. <laughs> yeah, she had that way of... <laughs> she'd cut her eyes at you. She had her way of kind of like... She wouldn't look. She wouldn't turn her head and look at you direct eye to eye. She would kind of keep her head going a different direction. She would just take, she'd take her eyes and look out of the corner of her eyes like, I can't believe you just said that to me. <laughs> Yeah, we miss our mama bear. We do miss our mama bear. I just made her a special headstone yesterday, mm -hmm. and it's curing today. And when the rain stops, I'll go buy a rain pen. And Nico I mean, a paint misses pen. her and Charlie too. Um, Nico's been absolutely been depressed since the, the other two woo woos have been put put away mm -hmm. or, or put down. The and the woo woos, yeah, you know, what is a woo woo? <laughs> I get asked that all the time. What's a woo woo? My dad used to call the dogs a woo woos, so that's. I've always it's just an affectionate term for a dog. I think it comes from the way that they bark. They go woo 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 woo. Might be. I never asked my dad that, but that's why that's why you hear me uh, say yeah, meet the woo woos, or I'll I'll refer to the dogs as woo woos. Sometimes yeah. people look at me like, what the heck is he talking about? I mean the dogs. Oh yeah. So in conclusion, today's back. That's what we all talked about. Talked about different types of dogs. Yeah, working versus a pet, and it can be both. Yes. It could be exclusively exclusively one or the other, yeah. um, but ours are happen to be both. We all talked about the benefits of having dogs on homesteads. You know, there's lots of benefits besides you know, protecting your animals and protecting you and your health and stuff like that. We talked some about some of the common breeds. Yep, yep, and uh, so we identified some common breeds and and, uh, and you know, again you got to look at all that stuff to figure out which one's best for you. Mm -hmm. So. Do we let people know what our future plans yes, are? Yes, let's do that. Oh, we, there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about. So we're down to one dog, yes. and the house feels empty, empty with one dog. But and it that, hasn't been long enough yet. No, it hasn't. We're still... We're I, still grieving. Yes, I, I, can't, I can't speak for Barbie again, but I know when I walk around corners and stuff, where, it's, and the, where Sasha used to lay all the time, I still mm -hmm. expect to see her there, and when she's not there, I still get that that pain of my heart. From and I still her. miss Charlie both too. Uh, Sasha absolutely. was with us a lot longer. Absolutely. But I so I have a friend who breeds German Shepherds. He now not not the one he's he's got a litter coming up. He's gonna start uh they should be available for pickup like February of next year. So mm -hmm. that should give us plenty of time to get past the grieving process. Yeah. I'm assuming by then we'll be chomping at the bit oh, yeah. to have another dog. So we, we are replace you know, at least have another dog. We're not replacing anybody. Right, true. 
Nika needs a running back. Now, whether it's male or female is a different story. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got to decide that process. But and we, we got to see what's born first, too. We true. may not have an option. <laughs> true. Because female dogs generally migrate towards male owners, and male dogs kind of adopt mm-hmm. females as yeah, the female owners. And so, But male dogs are usually more protective of property. Female dogs are usually more protective of people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, I, I, I love the fact that the connection I have with Sasha and so I don't know, I'm, we'll, we'll make that decision down the road. I'm not making it right now. Just, and then another thing that happened, cause this has not been a good month. No. So we have three female goats and a male goat that we bred and they were, as of the recording of this podcast, they were supposed to be giving birth in about three weeks or so. Two, two to three, yeah. well, one, one to three weeks. Yeah. And so we went out uh, Saturday morning, and Noel, our baby goat, the one that was born here, our, our first, born. our first, first born our first born on the property, had a stillborn. Yeah. And um, but she was also, we found her very swollen. Um, so she she had some sort of infection set in. We don't know if it was from a snake bite or a cut. Um, she did have a couple of cuts on her, um, so something could have gotten in her bloodstream. Right. But she was swollen her chest underneath and her front legs, and the vet thinks that that caused her to deliver right. prematurely, yeah. and the baby did not survive. Right, and it's it wasn't just swollen, swollen. I mean, it it looked like she was she a looked, balloon. Yes. She it looked like somebody stuck a straw in her and blew it up. And she's still not completely over it. Um, She's been on medicine, round of antibiotics, and the swelling starting to dissipate. So, so we're we're done with the death cycle. We're ready yes. for we're ready for the newborn cycle to come yes. around. We're ready for the baby goats to come. Baby goats, and we saw we did find a baby tortoise the other day. We put that on our Instagram. Oh, that thing was so stinking cute. It was. It was so adorable. Yeah. So, if you like this content that we did today, let us know. Send us an email or comment on the, one of the platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we'll, t- we'll go maybe in more depth on uh, homesteading a dog and training a dog. Hey, and we may have some new YouTube content on the Bowser Journal come February when our new dog does come. Yeah, because my friend lives in Virginia and we're in Florida, so that would be a... Uh, I'd have to fly up there, get the dog and... Yeah. Get a rental car and drive back. So that would be a, good, a great video. And by the way, it is a German Shepherd. Yes. So we we were we were considering a um, what was the other one? Belgian Malinois. Yes. But Chuck knows Paul and knows the type of um, puppies that come out of his breeding stock. Yes. And yeah, Paul's a breeder. He's not in it for the money. He's no, in it for the betterment it, of the breed. It will be an excellent. Yes, one, one of his dogs. And again, I started mentioning this earlier, but I got sidetracked. That was my ADD kicking in. But one of his dogs, was, he actually um, flew it over to Germany to live with a specific trainer for a year, and got ranked like number four in the world, mm-hmm. number four, number five in the world, something like that, and. Uh, so his dogs are worth his dogs are worth a lot of money. Remember, he was selling those dogs for like four grand. Those puppies for four grand. 
But the one we're with, not we're, getting one of those. No, we're not getting one of those. <laughs> no, no, I would love to have one of those. Don't get me wrong. In case you're listening, Paul, but um, but no, we're happy if, you know, any any dog friends because I know that he's in it for the betterment of the breed and those dogs. You know, they're, they're all short hair dogs and they've been bred and, and LFA certified. His, Absolutely. His, his breeders. So be watching for a new edition in a few months because, yeah. you know, but, but before that, we'll have new editions of baby goats. Goat tail videos. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on YouTube, The Bowser Journal. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under The Bowser Journal. So we'd love to see you on those platforms. Until then. Live your own story. Y'all come back now, you hear?